You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch. We are here talking the last episode of Carnival Row on Amazon Prime Video. (laughs) It's over, guys. We made it through. Yay! All right, to talk the end of season one on Carnival Row, we have John. Hey. Uh, Jessica. Hello. Steven. That's me. <laughs> and special guest Elizabeth. Hi. Yes. All right. So we are here. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get through the geek news for the week, and then we're going to break down that last episode of Carnival Row, whether we all like it or not. <laughs> I think it's the latter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so a lot of casting news happened this week with the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman. That isn't coming out until June 2021, but we, we're getting it's supposed to s- supposedly start filming next week or next month. Sorry. Okay. So we have casting news. We have our Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz. Uh, who's excited about this? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, cool. Good just, casting. Just meh. Not meh. Just eh. Eh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, She's I, got a real Eartha Kid vibe to her. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, I mean, I, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I also think it's interesting because her stepfather is Jason Momoa and he's Aquaman, so it's all still in the family. <laughs> uh, Steven, what do you think about uh, Zoe Kravitz? It's extra 5 out of 10. Extra 5 out of 10. Like, I'm not mad about it. I'm not jazzed about it. Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. It's just so like right there. 5 plus. 5 plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like a iPhone thing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we have Zoe Kravitz. We had news of Jonah Hill talking about being in the Batman. We mm-hmm. talked about that last week. We yeah, did. We did. New news came out saying that he went ahead and stepped away from the talks. Uh, there are rumors Ooh. that it was because he wanted $10 million, and which was way cool. too much for him. Or not for him, but for the movie. Because your, your star, Robert Pattinson, is only getting like... Five million, so it'd be weird that he'd be getting twi- twice as much to play a villain. Uh, there what happened with our Schwarzenegger in Batman and Robin? I want to say that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, he got like way more than anyone else did. Yeah, he's the. I would say he was probably the big star in that movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's also ro- there's rumors that he wanted to play Penguin, but they wanted him to play Riddler, and there's other rumors of saying that he wanted to play Riddler and they wanted him to play Penguin. So. Who really cares? Because it doesn't matter. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's not going to be there. Everybody's happy. We did get casting rumor though, or casting talk of who they did cast as uh, Riddler, and that's Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I am all for this. Mm-hmm. I think this is great 
casting. Um, what was the last? Was Prisoners. If you've watched Prisoners, I think that's a, a great movie, and I think he does an amazing role in that. Uh, they are also not calling him Edward Nigma in the movie. They're calling him Ed- Edward Nashton. Okay. And I remember that sounds familiar for me for it some does. reason. I don't know why. I've, yeah, that that rings a bell too, but I can't place it. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano. Any any reserves about him? Either one of you know movies that he that he uh, um, has been in? Yeah, he was the kid that. The agent was protecting in Night and Day, if I remember correctly. Oh, the really? The Tom Cruise movie. Okay. I think it's Cameron Diaz. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. He was like a little smart kid who build a battery. He did really good in that role. Okay. And wasn't he in Little Miss Sunshine too? Wasn't he was. He yes. The, he was the, the one that was the colorblind, wanted to be a pilot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Reader yeah, of he's, Nietzsche. He seems to be a pretty solid actor. Yeah. Yeah. There Will Be Blood is one of his big roles uh, for <laughs> him. Oh, I forgot he was in that too. It was in that Beach Boy sort of biopic. Yeah, that's right. The one about uh, it was supposed to be very good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm all for that casting. That's casting that I actually really enjoyed. Um, as they're talking, it's sounding more and more like this is going to be a somewhat adaptation of the Long Halloween from Batman storyline. So it means we're going to be getting more villain casting throughout uh, the next month or so. Uh, anybody more or less excited about this movie coming out in 2021? Yeah, knowing it's a long Halloween makes me care less. Ooh, <laughs> just not a fan of that story, Steven? Yeah. <laughs> knowing that they're going to have to cast a lot of people makes me care less because DC's oh so good at writing <laughs> shows with a lot of characters in it. Oh, so good. <laughs> John? Uh, what turned me off to the long Halloween was when like somebody presented me. It was like, "Oh, dude, you got to read this. This thing is awesome," and I was flipping through it, and like the very first page was, uh, you could call it an homage. I want to say it was just ripping off the uh, Godfather. I was like, uh, "Whatever." <laughs> I was like trying to be clever here. I was like, "Yeah, I, I wasn't too thrilled with it." And then, yeah, it just seems like one of those works that they did where they just tried to cram in as many characters as possible, like fan service. So I don't really feel any special connection to it. I kind of don't really care. Um, more and more, I'm actually feeling like less interested in this this project overall. Really? Yeah. But mm-hmm. how, how are you feeling about Matt Reeves in general? Like his movies? He's pretty solid. Just this project itself is just like, nah, it's just not nothing of what they've come out with so far, apart from the Jonah Hill potential casting, has really caught my attention. Wow. The one thing that didn't happen. Yes. Mm. Well, this movie's not for you then. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on it. I'm just like, eh, it's probably just going to pass. Uh, but what if they connected it to Joker? Oh, gee, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, with that, we're going to move on to the next story. <laughs> so, you know, they're making that spin off movie for Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Well, we now have a uh, uh, Scarlet, codenamed Scarlet. I forget it's, is it Catherine O'Hara? No, can't, it's O'Hara. I know that Scarlet O'Hara. Well, they call her Scarlet. It, her nickname is Scarlet, but I forget what her actual first name is. Either way, it's they've cast her. It's going to be played by Samara we, uh, Weaving, who uh, most recently was in Ready or Not, which uh, was a pretty good movie. Was she um, the, the main character? Yep, she was the main character that a lot of people thought was Margot Robbie for. I could see a that. Good while she has that face. She, oh yeah, she, she was yeah. good. In that movie, the movie wasn't great to me. Oh, you didn't like the movie? 
it, it was you knew the entire time. Yeah, it, I mean, it was very, very cliche, predictable, mm-hmm. but I, I thought it had some interesting. I had that had some very interesting parts in it. I just I thought that something more interesting was going to happen, and then it didn't. So like, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, I did think that there was a lot of things, a lot of uh, open ends that they could have done much better with instead of what they ended up doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she is going to be playing Scarlet in the new uh, Snake Eyes movie, which in the G.I. Joe lore, Scarlet and Snake Eyes become a couple, get married, and, and he runs her family dojo at um, some point. They have a bunch of mute babies. I don't know if they have babies. <laughs> I don't remember ever seeing that. Um, is anybody excited about seeing a Snake Eyes movie? I, Henry Golding is playing Snake Eyes, if anybody remembers. He's the, he was the main male uh, star in Crazy Rich Asians, the one that okay. it's his family. And he's yeah. about to be in Last Christmas with yes, Amelia Clark. Yes, he is going to be yeah. in Last Christmas with Amelia Clark. Oh, okay. Well, I'll probably, I don't know. I saw the last G.I. Joe movie, I think, and it was all right. Yeah. So... I don't know. For me, it kind of depends on what else is out at the same time. <laughs> I'm yeah. just disappointed they don't have Ray Park coming back. I mean, he's just a little bit on the older side now. Yeah. But. I mean, I would say, I, I, Stephen, I don't know. Are you a huge G.I. Joe fan? I like G.I. Joe. That's it? That's where that <laughs> statement ends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, John is usually the biggest 80s person I know. So how do you feel about G.I. Joe? Um, it wasn't one of the ones I liked the, out of like everything I watched back then. Um, Not enough cool, cool enough vehicles? No, it was the fact that, uh, well, I mean, the cartoon itself was very, I don't know, like pandering. Even at a small age, I was like the whole knowing is half the battle thing. I was uh, like, oh, come on, whatever. What are we, Boy <laughs> Scouts here? <laughs> I was like, nobody ever actually shot each other. Like, all the lasers always missed everyone. I think Duke died in the in movie, the movie uh-huh. and that was it. Well, he like- actually didn't die. He, they, he gets shot at the very beginning in the animated movie, uh-huh. but they bring him back at the very end because Optimus Prime died in the Super, super or the Transformers movie. Oh, that's movie. right. And that was, it had a horrible fan reaction. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So they had to learn from their mistakes. So they were okay. supposed, he was supposed to die, but. Yeah. No, G.I. Joe just, there was one episode of G.I. Joe that I'll never forget just for how traumatic it was. It was the one where Shipwreck is hallucinating the whole episode. Okay. And you know like, those sailors. It's very, it's a horrific episode because like he doesn't know what's happening. I think he's being held hostage by Cobra and they're like drug inducing these like hallucinations into him or something. So he's having these horrible, horrible visions of things that like he, he, imagines that cobra commander's in front of him and he like grabs him and then cobra commander just like melts and it's not just like his colors melt like it looks like his flesh literally just liquefies like and indiana jones last crusade kind of yeah oh yeah that could be out and like that just for how wacky it was I'll, I'll never forget that episode i still think about it to this day <laughs> um but other than that the series on the whole i didn't really care for it that much there was better cartoons out at the time okay I, yeah, I was never a big G.I. Joe person either, so... I did read the comic book for a little while. Speaking of comic books, Bone is getting a Netflix animated series. Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> when are we getting the Max though? Uh, Max already <laughs> had one, so yeah, we're not going back. It's time for the continuation. I mean, this is like Mm-mm. this is like seventy five percent of the way to the Max right there. <laughs> Steven, Wait, t- t- tell us about Bone. Bone is one of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful comic. Uh, it was written by Jeff Smith and released slowly over the nineties. And at no point in time, people stop caring, which means so much. Um, basically, if like Mickey Mouse from like the 1920s cartoon was in a Lord of the Rings kind of setting, it's awesome. Okay, so Mickey Mouse, 1920s Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Jessica, how does that sound to you? It sounds great. <laughs> I, looking at the picture, I feel like I did read it or something. Like he looks so familiar to me, so kind of excited i i've never read a bone comic i've seen the covers a bunch but i've never read one maybe so. it's just the covers i'm rem- remembering maybe like if they don't get uh for the dragon that's in it red dragon if they don't get samuel jackson to voice him the whole project's a waste <laughs> <laughs> i mean we I, it's been said that J- samuel jackson will pretty much do anything so mm-hmm. there's, a have good, them there's a good chance for- what was that, Steven? He'll have them make the dragon purple. Oh, yeah, they'll oh, make, yeah. make the dragon purple. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the stipulation. He likes purple. <laughs> so when is, uh, let's see, when is that supposed to come out? There's no date. The no date? So this Netflix right now has ordered it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you have an, uh, do you have a, an opinion on who should be the, the voice actor for Bone? Is it- I really don't. Michael Sarah. Who? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. <laughs> I, I um, oh my gosh, I forget his name right now, Frodo, but that's just too much. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just a little too on the nose for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about Martin Freeman then? What? <laughs> Bill Bobbins. <Bennett. laughs> yeah. Hello. I'll take him as the like, the bigger guy. Okay. Well, then uh, going over to Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige is now. Like runner of all things Marvel, he mm-hmm. was. He is not going to just be in charge of the movies anymore. Mm-hmm. He is now in charge of movies, television, video games, comic books, and one more thing. But I'm not sure. Anything that has the Marvel name on it, he is the creative chief creative officer for. They are not taking I out. Like they are not taking out Ike Pearl Mutter. If that's a, I think that's how you say his name. He's the one. He's the president of of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not taking out. Um, uh, Jeff Loeb, who is in charge of Marvel TV, he is simply being brought in as the chief creative officer. So everything, all the decisions that are being made, like he has to be included in on. So I'm guessing it's going to be more of a synergy of an idea of like how all the the different products blend together. Yeah, it's okay to get rid of that promoter though. Yes, he is a terrible person. And he needs <laughs> yeah. to leave. I'd like to follow this guy for one day just to kind of see how his normal, like, 24-hour cycle works for him. Like, what exactly <laughs> does he do? What kind of meetings or conversations does he have with other people? Like, he's, just, got a time turner. he's got a tie runner? A time turner? Time oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That would be... required. <laughs> I mean... It would be interesting. I'm sure a lot of people would like to just follow him around for a day to see see what he does. And I would imagine from the moment he's up, he's got like already 30 missed calls and like 100 messages. And it's just 
start chipping away at it. Sure, he has like three assistants. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the assistants probably all have those missed yeah. calls. Maybe I don't know. Just Clearly, Marvel's missing out on doing a documentary about a day in the life of him. Yeah, we I, could we could possibly get that with Disney Plus. Disney Plus is gonna need more <laughs> content. <laughs> content, so that's a good idea. There. They need more content. I'm sure they're gonna want. I made the mistake of reading the list out loud to my mother. <laughs> Did you not realizing how long it was? Did everybody see that 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 preview video they put it's out was three, three hours, hours three yes. three yes. plus hours yes <laughs> it, it's like 500 things isn't it yeah it's, it's close a, it's a lot i mean i managed to read it all how <laughs> long did it take you not that maybe 10 minutes i don't know <laughs> i read pretty fast this is fair and what was the biggest thing that interests you Oh, probably. Okay, the Imagineering documentary I'm excited mm-hmm. for because it looks like you're going to get a lot of behind the scenes that you haven't seen before on how they're making rides in all the parks, not just in Disney mm-hmm. World. Um, the old classics, some of which like I've even forgotten about. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that movie. Oh yeah, that movie. That weird movie. Um, and they even have the old documentaries that Walt Disney did on like the desert I think it's called living with the desert or oh, yeah. like those old because Walt are Disney the loved mountain movies? nature so he did a lot of nature documentaries and they're gonna they're in there hey, are the witch mountain movies are in there yeah oh yep. wow um babes in toyland I think is on there wait too. which babes in toyland both of I, I really think. Yeah. the old yeah, one it had the old one yeah and I went whoa <laughs> not the they one with Keanu Reeves <laughs> Yeah, they no, have not the one with the, the lemmings. The lemmings? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the movie that killed a bunch of lemmings? Yep. Mm. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where that came from, that lemmings don't actually do that, but they did that yeah. for that thing just to have, like... Yep. Man. <laughs> you know, yep. I wish we had, like, a... I wish they actually had another show where they talked about the shady things that Disney has also done. Of course, that's never going to happen, but it'd be really interesting. Like a lawyer procedural where they see all the stuff that like <laughs> Disney corporate has like, like that daycare center that they sued into the ground for having unlicensed Disney characters on their walls and things like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun to have like the, the Disney attorneys. Disney attorneys. I don't think that'd Quiet. be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I, lot of paperwork. A few people would really be into it, though. Is it you a- know what? Actually, kind of on the side note, where I grew up in Calexico, which is like the California version of San Luis here, uh-huh. um, there was a swap meet that like was really famous for a while because they had Disney like corporate people come down and actually take away... Uh, mm-hmm. A bunch of like unlicensed Disney gear that they were selling there. Like people were just selling shirts and stuff. Um, they were like knockoffs from Hong Kong or something. Um, revolution of our time. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, like all these people came in, like federal like people came in and like just confiscated all that stuff as evidence. And I was like, man, that's like the biggest thing that happened here in like a hundred years. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe if Disney Plus is so big, maybe Netflix or Amazon will pick that up. I like it. Oh, there Try you go. Put some bad publicity. But <laughs> honestly, if you like Disney, you know it's dark side and just don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's how it has to be with everything. It's like, I know yeah, that Nike uses business. child labor. But yeah. I'm okay with it. Just. Exploitation. <laughs> it is unfortunately a business that makes billions and billions of dollars. So it's got to have some shade. Yeah, I guess you got to cut a few throats to get to the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you all know, I'm willing to do anything to get geekily up there. <laughs> it's 
speaking of uh, Marvel Studios over there, we had a few new few news stories about Deadpool and Deadpool three. The writers of Deadpool three said that it will definitely be getting uh, a big screen uh, adaptation, or you know, it will be going to the big screen again, and it will be it will be rated R. So <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. And then we also have uh, Ryan Reynolds sh- taking a tweeting out a picture of himself at the Marvel Studios saying that he was auditioning for the new Anthony Stark role, but they escorted him out. More likely, he was there to talk a meeting about where Deadpool lies in the new MCU. Um, I think it obviously Disney's not dumb. They don't want to let a billion dollar franchise just go away. No. Uh, They will integrate it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in some way. Yes. Who's looking forward to that? I know I am. I am. Oh, yeah. I don't know why people get scared when Disney buys something. We're like, oh, it's going to be like a princess movie. They're going to like make it for kids. Like, when has Disney ever done that? When has Disney ever went away like, from money? They won't. Yeah. They never go away from money. And like, they also, they just won't slap the castle on it. Like, they're just, <laughs> it will still be made. Yeah. Like, Disney owned Miramax and mm-hmm. they owned a bunch of other pictures that they did rated R movies for. Yeah. Wait, that, that's the thing, though. Yeah, like, those were, those were still put out through other studios. Yeah, because they didn't have a Disney name. So yeah. I think the possibility is that you could have Fox be that mm-hmm. other yeah. label for R-rated movies. So you could still have a Marvel Studios movie made by Fox yeah. or made through Fox, as opposed to a Marvel Studios movie, because they don't throw the castle up on Marvel Studio movies. No, no. Yeah, I I just don't understand why anyone was in the first. Sure, it. Yeah, I get it. At the end of the day, same parent. No one gets mad because Credo led a certain kind of shit. We caught like, half of that. There's that. <laughs> I'll stick to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Stephen. What? No. What you you said at the end of the day? Like, it should be fine for a company to put out varied content. It should be fine I, for I, a company to put out varied content. 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 Yes, it. we put it together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't really see it being a problem either. I, I can't wait for what they end up doing if they integrate him into the MCU or not. That's where I think I would be a little bit more concerned because Deadpool is usually rated, it has been rated R and everything else hasn't as much. So how do you integrate Deadpool in while still keeping the bigger chunk? Well, since Deadpool is a fourth wall character that openly knows he's a comic book character would openly know that he's now owned by Disney. It'd be so easy to write it in. It'd be so easy just to bleep him out. It'd be so... That's what they do in the comic books. Is like he curses but it's bleeped out in the comic book if I remember correctly. Like it... I think you could what, still easily make it fit because it's Deadpool. And what you also do, and obviously uh, Marvel Studios is ready to start doing this because you see certain there, there are certain movies are are becoming separate genres upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like in the comic books, when Deadpool's in his own book, it is a mature content book. When he joins up with the Avengers, he knows to the, the writers know to make it so that he is more tame or he bleeps himself yeah. kind of thing. So they reference that in one of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoons that Deadpool makes a cameo in. Oh really? Mm-hmm. He was like, "We're gonna kill these people," and Spider-Man's like, "Hey, you can't say that. This is a cartoon." And he's like, "Oh, that's right. We're gonna unalive them." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my, thus made for a good joke. Yeah. You know. my, my thing is like we're having like all these people asking uh, how. Are, work a guy and have sex 
into a universe where people get killed. I'll do short. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steven. I don't know. I don't know how to reiterate what it was that you said. Just not in wave. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, did, is there a shorter way you could say that? I'm typing. You don't have the time. Typing. He's going to type it. Oh, he's going to type it. And you're going to have us read it. All right. Well, this could this could be a thing. There you go. Okay. Okay. We're having a big discussion about how to fit a character who cusses and has sex into a universe where whole cities of people are killed. Oh, but we're okay with violence in yeah. America. We just can't have <laughs> sex. We just don't yeah. openly talk about the amount of we, people that but, are killed. But the thing is, we, we also aren't... We don't like gratuitous violence either. That's the whole thing behind our rating. Like, look at Logan. Logan, the only reason that has an R rating is because you see the claws go through his the dude's head. Like, if you just if he just stabs into the body and then walk, walks away and the guy crumples, that's a PG thirteen. Yeah. Uh, the the claws going through the head is something else completely. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, they do talk do about it. Yeah. The Sokovia Accords. The Sokovia Accords do address that's specifically yeah. why the Sokovia Accords exist, and it's disgusting a movie what is the, the violence, violence the, the, the violence. number of people that die yeah oh. they bring in lawyers and they're like yeah we need to have somebody responsible for the people that are dying and it should be the government because they're liability. the ones who yeah superheroes run around yeah well, but tony uh, was okay with all of those people dying but when one person gets humanized and he's like oh yeah this was bad well, well that's the problem well. with tony and it's a good foil for the way war exists. That's why soldiers on the ground have a harder time than the generals who just send them in. Yeah. Yeah. They've also openly talked about PTSD. That's mm-hmm. what Iron Man 3 is all about. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not afraid to shy away. It's just kids don't pick up on it as mm-hmm. much. Other than maybe Infinity War. They probably got that half the people died in Infinity War <laughs> and then were brought back. But <laughs> yeah, but look at Infinity but War. But yeah. got brought back. That, yeah, but, I mean, other than Black Widow. <laughs> but look at uh, well, and um, uh, Zoe Saldana's character, Gamora, mm-hmm. when she's thrown from the cliff, yeah. her hair is spread spread out as what should be the blood. Like, yeah, it's it, they make those are the differences you make in a PG thirteen to R rated mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and I think that you can get away with that uh, with Deadpool if you make it. If if you still do the R movie, mm-hmm. but he can make fun of that in a PG thirteen. Yeah, movie. you could <laughs> literally have him take the camera and push it out of frame. That's true. Like with the character, like Deadpool. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm one of those people. I don't think being rated R makes you a good movie. Oh no. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I guess my thing is, is, is there is a chunk of people who bring teens or preteens to the majority mm-hmm. of the MCU universe. And John pointed it out, we are much more comfortable, particularly in the U.S., with violence than we are with sex. 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 Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we're going to talk about a lot of sex when we get to Carnival Row. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I know. Well, uh, the next few stories were about video games, but <laughs> Steven's our video game expert. Should we still go forward with that, Steven? Yeah. 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 Okay. So Stadia, Stadia, Google Stadia, which is going to be a cloud-based streaming video game platform, uh, has a launch date of November 19th. However, Stephen brought this point up. You aren't going to be able to play it unless you have a USB controller? You have to use their controller, no matter what. 
no matter what. Oh, okay. Yeah, their controller has a direct Wi-Fi connection to their cloud streaming service. And whatever device you choose to see that video on doesn't matter. You can see it on the smartphone, the computer, and Google Chrome, things like that. So how big is this controller supposed to be? It looks like a normal controller. So like a normal Xbox controller or PS4 mm-hmm. controller? Yeah. So you're going to have to carry that around with you everywhere if you're going to be playing on your phone. Yep. As a person who games, as people who game, how do you feel about that? I wouldn't want to do it on the screen of my phone. I don't want to have to tap no non-existent buttons. You don't want to tap non-existent buttons. Yeah, I want to use the controller. Yeah, actually sounds like a good thing to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like having to carry around, more, I, once again, I don't game, but feel, carrying around another peripheral just sucks. Like well, That's your console. Uh, the controller is your console. Yeah, you can take your games anywhere and play it on anything with the controller. The controller the, is the game. The issue is that at first, when you go up to play on your phone, mm-hmm. you'll have to have a cord going from the device to the controller. And that was not what was happening. Oh, okay. oh so it's not necessarily wireless. Yeah. That's still not a bad thing to me. Yeah, it, it's yeah, just it's- not what was advertised. So people are kind of iffy about it as a whole new platform if it's coming out less than ideal already. Right. Coming out unfinished. Mm-hmm. Or n- as not as promised. They're altering the deal. Yeah. Pray they don't alter it further. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you, Mitch. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's something. I don't know. I, I just feel like if you're, the whole point of it was that if I'm, in the middle, if I'm in the middle of two meetings and I just wanted to play a game, I should be able to pull my phone out and start playing a game. Like have now, you, I have to make sure I have a controller. The controller has a battery that's good, and and then it's all connected. Do you play big games on your phone? I don't, but people that already exists. It already exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I understand that, and I'm that's what I'm. But I'm saying this is for the Stadia. That that's what you were. Oh no! Yeah, promised. I'm, I'm just saying the thing that's held that back has been having like actual substantial gaming quality things uh, with phones. Yeah. So they fixed that by having that control. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if people who play video games don't care, then I shouldn't really make a b- big stink about it. <laughs> I mean, I always have a purse with me, so it's pretty easy for me to have a controller with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what you're saying is finally being a woman pays off. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to have to get a custom holster for the ring controller. <laughs> What was that, Steven? Those guys have a green fanny pack. Oh, oh yeah, the fanny packs. <laughs> fanny packs the, are coming back, baby. We're seeing the future. This sounds like the ultimate first world problem right now, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I can't play my video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so then uh, over talking about handhelds, we have a new company, a boutique company. Yeah, a boutique hardware company uh, that's making Analog Pocket, which will bring about all your... Nintendo Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games onto one system? They already have that. It's called the Game Boy Advance. Oh, really? Yes. So then what's this doing? I guess it's, it's just awesome. a knockoff version. <laughs> no. This company's been around. They've made analog hardware for a several consoles, and it's like uh, an SNES over time 
you couldn't use it effectively. It fell apart. This does not. It doesn't fall apart. It's okay. better. <laughs> it's better than a Game Boy Advance. So you're wrong. <laughs> well, all right then. Was there was there a lot of like Game Boy games that like really people were? I'm gonna admit that the last time I played a uh, handheld was the first Game Boy, and it's just Tetris. <laughs> like I just played Tetris over and over. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's been a lot of advances in it. Uh, but are you gonna be playing like game the 3D whatever on this too, or the 3DS? 3DS, yeah. Isn't that a Game Boy? That's one of the later ones, yeah. But I, I mean, if this is, goes up to Game Boy Advance games, it wouldn't be able to handle 3DS. Oh, okay. Were there a lot of Game Boy Advance and Game Boy uh, colors that were really super cool? That this is a thing that people are calling for. Like, I, this to me sounds like the those Nintendo Classics and Super Nintendo Classic consoles, mm. but for Game Boy. I mean, out of the hundreds of games that they released, there's probably like 20 that I would say are definite can't miss, and then a bunch that are forgettable or just trash. Okay. So, but it really depends. I mean, like, yeah, like you said, like the first game I ever played was Tetris on the original Game Boy, but that was the only game I had anyway. Uh-huh. So I didn't really miss out on much at the time. But later on, you know, like they released Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, um, Dr. Mario, which I became a fan of much more recently, actually. Um, and uh, a few others that were still pretty good, like mostly puzzle games. Like if you have something portable like that, it's good for like little short rounds of games, not epic sprawling like Final Fantasy ones, which they had also. But you know, I like them if they're portable. I like them to also be little short bursts of gaming and not sit there for hours. Okay. So yeah. be clear, it plays think Game Boy Advance, the Sega game, uh, Neo Geo. Color and the Atari. Game. Okay, that oh. changes it a little bit. Wow! So it, it has a video output. You go to your TV, actual TV, good so TV. It has it has a, a a video out so that you can do HDMI from your game your your handheld to your TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I mean that is pretty so a Neo Geo Pocket, a Atari handheld, and Game a, Gear. A Game Gear. Now, were there better games on those systems? There's some cool stuff. The Game Gear was Genesis. Game Gear it was, was perfect. Okay. Okay. All right. I just the only thing I ever remember Neo Geo for is like all those fighting games that at arcade cabinets. Yeah. Metal Slug. <laughs> Metal Slug. <laughs> yeah. Samurai Showdown. Samurai mm-hmm. Showdown. Uh, and then the last video game one is that there was a big event in Fortnite. Ooh. Yeah, there was this past week. So everything went into a black hole. Like on Sunday, like, right? I'm like Lady Gaga right now. I'm hilarious. like, what's Fortnite? <laughs> you know what Fortnite <laughs> know what is. is. <laughs> Lady Gaga knows what Fortnite is too. She spelled it wrong. She yeah. did. How did she for? Did she, she an actual actual word? Oh, okay. The idea uh, was that it what reopened two days later. Is that what it was, Stephen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was off for two days. Which well, is nuts. What was that for uh, on a programming side? Like they just needed the, the time to restart it into, for chapter two? Possibly. But it also played into the event. It was a good marketing. Yeah. It was a good marketing strategy. It really was. It got Lady Gaga to talk about it. <laughs> I, I think it got more people to want to try it because one of the problems I'd heard with Fortnite is that if you started 
playing it like say this year or last month like you were going against people that have been playing it for years knew everything about the map knew all the secrets and stuff and you're going in as an amateur there's like no way you could win no way but since they took it down for two days launching this completely new map that nobody knew about it even the playing field so now amateurs have a possibility to become good at the game that the people had already you know become legends in so, so it was just like, a new map? It, yeah. it, it didn't take away anybody's like already built up character or anything? Uh, I don't know about that. I just know that it's a completely new map and they were doing it to even the playing field. Mm. So does that mean they're going to be having new chapters every every more more often now? Is there going to be a chapter three in four months? or? Well, I think it makes sense for them with how popular Fortnite is. You don't want the same people constantly winning because they've memorize the map it's it gets boring i mean so, text up. and what was that mm-hmm. oh okay steven says it was so damn cool the new visuals are so sharp now and they added so many features into the game that are genuinely good they also added bots and so many things that make it more of a digestible game digestible game okay it's a place to hang out. We don't just play the game to play the game. Oh, okay. Who doesn't play the game to just play the game? Uh, me and the people that I play with. Oh, okay. Okay. I couldn't care less. About it. So it could be kind of like Minecraft where you're just kind of hanging out, not really mm-hmm. playing to win or anything. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Or Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> then there's also Capcom. Capcom is thinking about bringing back old untouched IP. What was Ooh, it? Is Captain it? Commando? bringing back old IP that because I guess they had real I mean I obviously have success with Resident Evil Mm -hmm. they uh, most recently had success with uh, Aminusha so they want to go back and do some of their old IP oh was it Monster World Hunter that came out or Monster Hunter World that came out this this year most profitable Monster Hunter World was most one of their most profitable Mm -hmm. okay what about Marvel versus Capcom I mean that's that would be that's, nice. that's the thing that's been around for a while, hasn't it? Mm. Like I mean, haven't they they've been me- making new Marvel versus Capcom games? Yeah, one came out like two years ago. Was it two years ago? Feels like it's been a while. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, uh, 2017. 2017, two years ago. Mm. There you go. It was. What was that? It was bad. bad. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's because they included Captain Marvel. Huh? In the Marvel versus Capcom? Yeah. Oh, because you like the female Captain Marvel? Yeah. Uh, Because everybody hated on it afterwards. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Devil May Cry? Was that a thing in most recent history? They had a new one. It was really edgelord. Ooh, really? It was called DMC. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't really know enough about their old catalog to talk about what should they be bringing back and what shouldn't do you have any either anybody have any ideas of what they should be bringing back mega man mega man (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean i'm always good for a good new mega man movie or game sorry Mm. did they do do dark suckers i Uh, don't know i think so it looks like that kind of animation yeah i don't know yeah it was that might have been snk though oh it was it was it was Capcom? Nice. Capcom and Virgin. Ooh. We need to have some more monster fighting games. Okay. 
I can get behind that. Yeah. Where'd, where'd Killer Instinct fall? I know that was... That was rare. That was... Oh. Rare? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They were pioneering that 3D technology for the N64. Okay. Well, that's all the news I have. Anybody else have any news they wanted to talk about? Is there any Disney news that we need to know about? Jessica? Mm, I'm blanking. Nothing new this week. Um, yeah, there's like a few speculations about Marvel Land again, which basically the new Avengers ride is for sure going to be where you start as a group together and then you go individual control things. It's going to be some innovative something, something craziness, but it's all speculation right now. So you know how at Disney World they're they're doing that whole uh, Star Wars interactive or the the... The hotel that you're gonna yeah. you stay yeah. the night and there the three nights and mm-hmm. you, it's all immersive. Yeah, can they ever have that for Marvel? Is it possible? It's a possibility. I, I suppose it would depend on how good the new face for Marvel Land goes within the parks, how the new face for the movies go, and how that Star Wars hotel does. That's I'd true. assume. I mean, mm-hmm. Disney looks at the numbers. And they haven't been doing too great lately with some of their stuff. So, I mean, Galaxy's Edge kind of sort of flopped. So, yeah, that is weird that that flopped. Is it just not it, enough it love was for timing. Star Wars? No, anymore? it's not that. It's that they opened it before it was open. They yeah. didn't open that second ride. Mm. That's why. Got it. That because the the Millennium Falcon ride is good. It's an awesome concept. But like you, the fact that you control it um, in order to move it like if you get kids as your pilots the ride's not gonna be fun like you're gonna be banging into stuff so and so that's what people are complaining the most about the ride is that if you don't have your own group if you're like two people just going on this ride with four people you don't know and they suck at the ride like not gonna have a great time (sighs) um and it's that second ride rise of resistance that is really going to be the innovative technology and they're not it's not ready yeah it's it's not ready they didn't open it with the whole park so I mean, I've heard from people who love Star Wars that it's definitely great and fun to be there, but they also wish it was bigger and they wish it was more. So maybe with this hotel opening up, it'll, it'll be a good thing. But um, Okay, so what did Steven say? Steven said, when the streaming service launches, everyone needs to watch The Great Mouse Detective. Agreed. Uh, yes, I do agree. It's been, it's been years since I watched The Great Mouse Detective. Basil of Baker Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Glad, I'm glad we all got that out of the... Out of the way. Great mouse detective. <laughs> Let's talk about Carnival Row. Episode 8, uh, season it 1, it was called The Gloaming. The Gloaming. Is that a word? That's what the, the witch lady was saying. She's She oh. was in the gloaming in between life and death. Oh, oh I'm in the gloaming. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought she said the gloaming, which reminded me of uh, Nightwatch. Oh, yeah. Uh, the gloom. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's gloom. Yeah. Well, gloom. that's what it says there. Yeah. Okay. Gloomy. So uh, let's talk about some of the big reveals. I'm so mad. <laughs> I am so <laughs> mad. That whole scene where Jonah was arguing with his mom, like over his relationship with Sophie, I literally said out loud to myself, I was like, are they brother and sister? And then the second <laughs> after, she was like, she's your sister. And I was like, God damn it. Like, this is the stupidest like just 
why? And it turns out she was the catalyst for all the events of the she, story. That, she that is was, the catalyst for the whole, the whole event. Yeah. I mean, that was nice. That was, I, was I all liked right. it, but I also felt like that's not how. I mean, obviously, we only saw a little bit of her before her father died. Yeah. But like the version of her that's in the dining room with her father doesn't, to me, doesn't seem like the person that would have this masterful plan. I mean, she yeah. hasn't even gone to college yet. How is she this learned it in the no, evil ways? It's not so much that. It's just that she was she was still timid, timid, timid. to her father and uh, didn't really seem like she had... I mean, th- it could have been an act, but it really seemed like she didn't have... So what you're saying is that her character was very poorly established when they introduced her to us and none of this really was built up. Yeah, no, it didn't have a build up at all. It was literally like that scene and then the next scene you see in her is I see her doing that awesome speech and you're like where did this come from how was this the same person Mm -hmm. and that's why although yeah it was nice that she was kind of sort of the mastermind it wasn't surprising right because it was she had such a drastic turn of character like I kind of sort of wish they kept her timid or something so that it just it was such a a a huge reveal that it it didn't have it felt like it had anything to back it no it didn't (laughs) really have an impact impact there you go Yeah. yeah Um. Yeah. So, also when she when the when uh what's uh Pietis? piety piety mm-hmm. reveals that she's his sister, I didn't get the idea that they were full brother and sister. I thought they were half brother and sister. It wasn't until later when Jonah was talking to his father or the man he called father, mm-hmm. the chancellor, on his would to become deathbed yeah. that he they revealed that he was. Or the, he'd already thought that. He's like, oh, I'm not even your son. And I, I was blown by that one. Mm-hmm. Blown away. Did everybody else get the fact that they weren't half brother and sister? I thought they were half me? brother and sister at first. Yeah. yeah. And then when that revelation came out, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> okay. So it wasn't just me. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since the whole idea for pi- piety? Piety. Piety. Piety's, her her uh, um, prophecy was that the chancellor's son would be the great one. Well, he's not biologically his son. Well, son in a spiritual sense. <laughs> well, except she doesn't know. That's what gets implied. Is she doesn't yeah. know if he's the chancellor's son or not. She doesn't know if they're full brother and sister or half brother and sister. That's what gets implied because it you, you get that yeah. when he when the chancellor and piety have their conversation like about. Did you ever wonder? Did you ever think? Yeah. You're uncertain. So she thinks that the prophecy could be real, and that's why she was operating as if he was the Chancellor's son for so long. But when she got the blackmail letter, that became a, there's a potentially another one. If I kill the other one, my son has to be the prophecy. Yeah. Oh, I, I just assumed that they were the same age. So they're not the same age. No. They weren't. I, I don't know why I'm stuck with this whole twin. You know what it is. It's the Cerseys. It's the <laughs> Lannisters. They yeah. gotta be twins. They have to be twins. That's why they're so affectionate towards each other. Uh, no. But yes, when she has that whole speech, Sophie has that whole speech of like, this is how powerful families have done it all the, all the time. And I was like, okay, Cersei. Yeah. Get yeah. It. <laughs> and that was another thing that made it, oh, more like our dimension too, is that she openly says Egypt. This is like, true. And I was like, oh, okay. Egypts and pharaohs are a thing. All right, cool. What kind of pharaohs is Cleopatra a thing? Like, 
Like yeah. what kind I'm of? I'm just still so confused. What kind of face stuff exists in, in Egyptian universe. mythology? Like, is this only the Western kind of mythology that's real, or does like their, you know, Anubis gods and all that stuff also at some point be real too? Because they haven't established that. Yeah, I did appreciate the fact that we finally learned what the livers were for. This is true. Why the Dark Asher yeah. was stealing livers? Yeah, it's Wait, literally. Said that, go ahead. I said that a couple episodes ago. Well, they said that the, the reason why is because information was kept there. Mm-hmm. But now we know it's because she was looking for the sun. She was looking for Philo. Yeah, like there's okay. a, like she could actually read the liver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it made sense. I, I I didn't put that together until this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a thing in a video. In, in a, a video game. Yes. Yeah. Like you you have one ability. And you're like, I guess I'm going to use this to do everything. I mean, the, the, we I've bagged on the writing for the show throughout this whole season so far. This wasn't much better, mm. but it, I understand why people are really like enjoying the show after they watch the whole thing. Like this episode to me was a big like. Just like one after the other. Reveal of, after wow, reveal. wow, oh my goodness, kind wow. of thing. But they weren't properly set up, though. No, no they really weren't. But, but I think for people that binged watched it, it oh. probably it was felt like, different. oh my gosh, because yeah. they were tired because they binge watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're just happy it was over. <laughs> like, oh, See, it's so great. That whole opening scene thing. between Philo and the Chancellor, too, annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> Really? That w- I was just cheap writing. It was so cheap. It was like, oh, you're in love with pigs too. Oh, I am. Oh, well, I guess I'm your dad now. Like, don't worry, son. Stay dead. I got this. Like, oh my God. Like, you know. just build up. Or, like, I don't know. It just was, they're all hunky dory. Like, by the end. And you're like, why? <laughs> I go from wanting to it's, shoot each other to. Yeah, it's just so cheap. It's cheap writing. <laughs> it was, like, really Batman cheap writing. Super- what was that? Martha. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. that. It's exactly like a Martha. This and, episode. And like that last line, like, don't worry, son, stay dead. I literally like, well, you're dead now. Like, you just, that's it. <laughs> you just signed your grave. Chancellor's going to die. Like, just. <laughs> and not once, but twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was Piety who created the Dark Asher. Woohoo. Called we it. We don't exactly. <laughs> I, I don't understand how the seed thing works in this sense. Um, I sort of went, I think, I think a witch can always make a dark asher. I think if she doesn't want to be the master of it, she has to get a part of somebody else. Okay. Is what I'm assuming. So she took the seed so that I'm not the master of it. You are. Got it. Kind of thing is what I'm assuming. How dumb is Philo? (laughs) (laughs) Let me count the ways. Because not only did the witch tell him that it can't die unless the the person who controls it dies yeah. she shows him by chopping it up yeah. and it not dying he, and he still thinks the thing is thinks, dead all right it's dead <laughs> after he chops off its I head i literally I, was, I have that in my notes too i was like you idiot like you you know you can't kill it like just why <laughs> i mean it slowed it down yeah he yeah and it. maybe that's what he thought maybe he's like it's trapped and he won't get out of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that was, it was not great. And then 
when the word you're looking for is bad. The, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say bad. The fight scene was anticlimactic. Yes. So anticlimactic. I I mean we I think we all called it that vignette was the one that was gonna get the death blow on Piety. Yeah. Because she's sitting there trying to get that knife, which to me I felt like she if she just moved her chair over, like scooted the chair over a little bit, it would have been a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. But instead she just keeps trying to stretch. But then when she gets the knife, how does she cut her restraints? Like I don't think her wrist can turn that way. I, I don't know. Magic. Fate magic. Pixies. Pixies. You, you know, I'm pretty sure she had lines in this episode, but I can't remember her saying anything throughout the whole thing. Did they were bad. She was just there, like as a just a placeholder. What was one they of were non-committal lines. lines. They were lines. non-committal lines. You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Like the only thing, I, the only thing I can remember her saying is like when she tells Philo to go, like yeah. to stay yeah. on that she, on his side. I was saying, she tells him to go. Oh, good. Uh, the only the memorable things are her first scene when she's faking hanging herself. And her last scene. Well, she didn't say anything. Yeah, she She's, didn't say anything in that first scene. You, no. Yeah. But it is it she, is memorable. Even in um, her exchange with uh, Piety, she was like, why do you want to? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, everything she said was lacking enthusiasm. Yeah. 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 And I think the whole, like, when they were, she says something to Philo, like, whatever happened to us or like whatever like oh they they're true love again and i'm like he lied to you don't you remember <laughs> like he lied about dying it's just so quick of an exchange you're just like it's so quick like why <laughs> i also felt like when when she's leaving and saying goodbye to tourmaline mm-hmm. and tourmaline's like uh yeah no uh, you know you're I mean, essentially to me the be- reading between the lines was like you're leaving me for this guy for a second time mm-hmm and it's not cool but but she's trying to be a good friend and being like all right yeah just go do you feel like i felt like the nameless picks that ends up getting shot at the last at the end of the episode should was supposed to be tourmaline but they decided to change that at the last second because yeah yeah because Cause they she, clearly want a second season exactly because yeah. yes. they want her in the second season yeah because it's it's a nameless person that none of us care about, but yet Vignette is crying her eyes out. Like I understand it's one of her people, but it seemed more of a overreaction than anything to me. And it felt okay. like yeah. they uh, got just whatever Tumblr girl. Yes, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's supposed to be tears of fear because the war has come back. That's true. Yeah, that's true. If they're in a new war. It's the same thing over again. This is what they all just fled. So is Carnival Row, the row, is it supposed to be like an internment camp now? Yes. Yeah. Seems like it. That's, that's yeah. what it is. They yeah. turned it into the equivalent of a ghetto or an internment camp. Mm-hmm. In another master stroke of storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else thought that they should have killed Ezra Spurnrose? Because I feel like he was supposed to, he should have died right there so that they but i guess this is this they have is the, a second season so. yeah they have a second season so this means they're gonna pull a game of thrones so by the end of the first season all of the main characters go like in separate directions except for philo and, and vignette are in the same place now yeah i honestly i thought with the bad writing he was gonna go off in another direction mm-hmm. but he decided to accept his i'm a rich way yeah and, and go in there as uh, now a nameless person, basically, because he's supposed to be dead now. 
Yeah, that's true. I know, yeah, none of the cops in that line were like, hey, (laughs) wait a minute. No, these were all new cops like that rookie from the first episode. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's the inspector. Yeah. Learn your manners. A lot of turnover in the police department. (laughs) Well, when they they keep beating each other up. That's true. They all get the same what? Sideburns. Sideburns. Uh, so let's talk about the internment camp. The reason why we have that is because the chancellor was killed. Well, because the uh, new chancellor, who's Jonah, Jonah, is has made it so that there's a you know this war going on. But that's because the old chancellor was killed because the puck religion radicals, religious radicals, killed him, or at least set it forward because piety is the one that actually killed him. Yeah, yeah. They tried to kill him. They tried to kill him. Why did they try to kill him? And. Uh, they tried to kill him to start a war. I mean, it, if you are a religious zealot uh-huh. and you want to gain followers, what you need to do is turn moderates into zealots. Okay. Mm-hmm. The best way to turn moderates into zealots is to put fear into them. Best way to put fear into people is war. <laughs> so yeah. you turn the low, the the underhanded racism bigotry into full-out violence, and if mm-hmm. you turn it into full-out violence, people pick their sides. You, you essentially polarize the society. Yeah. You make everything black and white. Because you've now turned the Chancellor's Party, who was interested in helping incrementally at least giving them rights, while not necessarily giving them equal status, because mm-hmm. um, they weren't willing to go that far, you've turned them against them. You, you've pulled them back into their own yeah. corners. Okay. I mean... I, it, to me, it just seemed out of place for that. History, yo. It's already happened 50 million yeah. times. Like, it's just... Yeah. I guess that might be the, my other problem with the show, is that it's so fantasy, but so real world at the same time. And it's just... I get enough of it. Hmm. Um, Steven says... Nope. 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 That's for you guys. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it. Uh... I don't know. I just don't think that it, it makes any sense to me. I, what, you're, what you guys are saying it does make sense. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Story-wise, it didn't make any sense to me, I guess, is the big nah, thing. Story-wise, like a lot of things don't make sense. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like they could have done something to make it so that uh, um, there was a reason why they started this war instead of... Um, Making it so that uh, the chancellor died in that way. It just there was. It's another thing that just didn't have enough buildup. That's fair because we it just really got this religious sect two episodes ago or two th- two three episodes ago. I mean that yeah. The other thing that drove me nuts was Jonah making that guy his like advisor. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, he talks smack to you once, and now oh you should be my advisor. Like you literally just met each other. <laughs> You don't know a thing about this guy other than he was like, I don't care that you're rich. That does it. Well, really, the, this form of government is not well thought out because you just have yeah. children replacing their parents till mm-hmm. eh, we get around to another election. Yeah, when is this election supposed to happen? Does anybody know? Like, they have a set date. Like, how Ten long is bucks. Uh-huh. Ten bucks. First episode, they institute martial law, no more elections. No more yep. elections. I could see Sophie coming up with that sure. idea. <laughs> it's so chaotic. We gotta create chaos. <laughs> um, 
uh, what was it? I was gonna, oh, the Spurn Rose. So, uh, Imogen and Mr. Reyes, Reyes, Grayus? Agreus. Agreus. They are yeah. on his boat. Yeah. Sailing away. Yep. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> she um, made her choice. <laughs> and she made it quickly and firmly. <laughs> they both did. Yes. He gave up his whole fortune. Well, did he well, give up? He has a boat. I, that is I, fair. <laughs> I get the impression that he's got money stashed in lots of places because he was definitely okay with just like, we'll peace out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he took that painting with him too. Mm, I <laughs> hope so. I hope so. <laughs> That's what she was draped in. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, that was another thing cheap writing was like, oh yeah, I love you. And then of course, oh, the brother can see through the windows. Like yeah. just... And it's raining. <laughs> just, and it's raining. And there's lightning when he notices. So you're just yeah. like, come on. I think my favorite is, is she, is she comfortable with danger? When his servant was like, it's dangerous to do this. I'm used to danger. Well, is she? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I just, look at him. Of course she's okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ezra had to be on the ground, like, as his pan popped <laughs> Penis is just hanging above him. <laughs> no, I don't His think that thing was hanging. A gun on you don't think he was making contact with the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. Uh, but no, um, I mean, the idea that he was Ezra sees them making out and then goes in, and then they're already done by the time he goes up to the, to the bedroom through the, the mm-hmm. staircase. I mean, all that clothes. Once again, takes it forever to get all that clothes off, and it leaves a perfect trail to where they are. Uh huh. Because there's so much clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is probably actually the most accurate thing. Yeah. 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 Like, like, okay. Yeah. There's like five different corsets. Mm-hmm. When they're on the boat, uh, I understand like his house servants being like, uh, uh, yes, calling him master and, and you know mm-hmm. following his rule and stuff, but it. To me, it seemed different on the boat. Like, I was almost expecting the captain to be like, I don't need to listen to you kind of thing. I don't know why, but did anybody else get that feeling? I got that they knew each other before. Okay. Was what I was getting. In that situation, the boat was supposed to belong to the other guy. It makes all the sense in the world for him to install someone who's an inside man. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Gotta keep an eye on Ezra. If they would have killed Ezra, wouldn't the money have gone to her, Imogen? Well, I mean, not that there was any money. Yeah, like what money? There wasn't. She has all. She has all the money. I can't say anything. She has all the what? She she's unfortunate woman in this world. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but Sophie got her father's title. That's true. Yeah. Which means she's she the got only his person. Wealth. The only person. She was the only one left. Imogene, if Imogene was the only one left, she would have gotten everything. I think the issue with killing him, and I think the reason they didn't kill him, is because you you do want a second season, and yeah. you can then continue this on. But the other thing is, is I think from a character perspective, her concern is, is how do we hide this? Because, well, yes, he was supposed to be on the boat and going on that maiden voyage and could die at sea. You then have to pay off all those freaking sailors to say he got on the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fair. And hope that none of them blackmail you for more money. Mm. Yeah. Which is why you have the line, This is my house. And she's like, You're a puck. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> nobody gives, gives a hit. Hmm. Uh. 
I also thought it was interesting that we saw a lot of... I don't know if this is the first time or not, but th- we saw a lot of different type of fae in this ending ep- scenes. Like, we saw a giant, we saw centaurs. Did we see centaurs before? Yeah. yeah. Why do I not Once remember that? They were just in the alley, just hanging out. They Philo were, walks by him. Yeah, they were outside um, the first victim's house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. And giants? Do we see giants before? No, I think this is the first time we see giants. That one I don't think I noticed before. I thought we'd seen him oh. just walking around the row. Yeah. Hmm. But not really paying attention to it. This episode had a different writer. Oh, it did? And I think it showed. Okay. Um, they said fuck a million times. They said fuck a million times? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they did. They did. It, it felt like modern. <laughs> So with the two sides of Parliament coming together, mm-hmm. everybody underneath the, the the roof of Sophie and Jonah, uh, everybody hating on Faye, what does it look like for season two? What what are we expecting storylines to be? Not necessarily that we're going to be watching season two, but what does everybody think <laughs> season two is going to be about? I'm going to end up watching it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to end up with a civil war and mm. with the prophecy, you're going to end up with Philo as leading the Fae. Ooh. Yep. And then I think it'll become the establishment versus the new age. New age. Yep. There you go. I think they, they tear down the wall in Berlin. They tear it down. <laughs> Fae are free. Okay. This hard. world's mm-hmm. Um, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. <laughs> you mean Gorbachev? No, no, Hasselhoff. <laughs> They're from the wall. Well, that'll come later, though. That's like in the '80s version of this world, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Where are we, though? Where are we in this world? I mean, they do re- refer to what is the name of the city? Burge? The Burge, yeah. Burge. As being one of the most powerful cities in the world. Mm-hmm. So is it supposed to be London? Is it supposed to be... That's what it looks like. I, I assume it's London. London. Yeah. Uh, Imogen and, and Mr. Gray, is what, what's their story? Like, what, why Them going away, what does it mean for, for later seasons? Um, they're going to start the movement, I guess. Like I said, they're joining. They're going to profess the the beauty of the interspecies alliance mm-hmm. that they have. So season two, their they're, they're bo- they're boat sails right back into town? Oh, no. Oh. no they're going to have to go through some trials and tribulations so first, are, I'm sure. So are they, are, are they Daenerys, like, going through yeah. Easteros, Kinda. getting all the people to follow them so that they can come back? Basically, yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. Oh. They were going to see some more of his history. Some of his past is going to catch up to him with the whole skipjack thing that he had going on. Mm-hmm. He's probably not well seen in some circles. Their relationship is going to have to be tested somehow. And Ezra's going to have to chase them down. Mm. Steven, what are you expecting from season two? More heavy handed. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing being subtle. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Is there anything else anybody would like to bring up? Any other points? John, you seem like you have something you want to say. I don't know. I just wanted to sum up my feelings on this season. Um, it kind of felt like 
if somebody like somebody was a lot of people were telling us that this was a good show yes mm-hmm. um, especially so I, after se- episode three yes it really gets great yeah like that's where it starts to, to build up so I kind of had this thought in my pro- in my mind to process this last episode like this finally like felt like going out on a blind date and everybody's been talking about the blind date like you know this person's got a great personality you're gonna love them they, they're quirky whatever they're, they're exactly what mm-hmm. you want yes yeah exactly right it's gonna fill that void left behind by the other show yeah uh-huh. and um so you go out and it's a little rough at the start but you see the potential you see the promise you know and and you know you go home and then like the last episode is like after your first date you get home you know you have some dinner or something light night snack and then you get a unsolicited dick pic Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Should it have been the other way around for you? <laughs> I no? mean, that's the thing. It's like, whose dick is this? Like, why are you sending me a dick? Like, what was that supposed to say? You know, it, it's is that shocking? The, the con- no explanation. The, yes, <laughs> just, the, the confusion, the randomness, like all the extra questions it brings up. It, it just kind of like, wait, what? Like, I'm not. Like, are we here yet? Are we sharing are random we penises online now? Like, what's going on here? Like, it, it just it, it left me kind of like that. I'm a little bit like I don't know where we are right now with this. What wow. this means, but okay. but yet intriguing or no? It's not a deal breaker, but it's still <laughs> like I'm like uh, we need to talk about this a little bit. I like I like your analogy. I, okay. I'm surprisingly not unhappy by that. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's a good one. Uh, then let's go with everybody else's final thoughts for the season, the the, the show and the series. How how do you feel after watching all eight episodes, uh, Elizabeth? I I think it's probably accurate that if you binge it and mm-hmm. it be, so that the glaring writing does, you don't have time to let that kind of soak in. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's a good I, it's a good show if you if you binge it and you don't pay too close attention. Like just it, it yes it slaps you in the face so you don't have to think very hard, but it's got some interesting characters and I think the costuming and suit mm-hmm. and set are beautiful. So. I think I I could get past the writing if I were binging it. It is yeah. much harder to watch week by week. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna binge the second season. Okay. Because I I am like although I hated the cheap writing, I am curious enough to see where it's gonna go. Okay. I actually am like still like. You feel like you're vested in. Okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Basically. Which has ruined me. For On other many things. shows. Yes. <laughs> how <laughs> did I get? In? That's how I feel with Silicon Valley. Like I've watched five seasons of that show. I don't like it, uh-huh. but I know these characters. Well, I have to finish that one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steven, last thoughts. I can't say big sentences. I can't say big sentences. <laughs> Type it up. Type it Type up. Type it up. Sentences. I mean, don't, don't watch the. Don't don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> if you haven't already. Don't. I feel like we did the dirty work for you listeners that don't haven't seen it, I guess. Like yeah. you can save yourself. If you if you've just been listening it. to us, you're 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 up to date. No, yeah, yeah. You don't need to go and, and watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, I think I'd have to just echo everything everybody's been saying, especially what John said. Uh, <laughs> I, f- I do feel like this had all the markings and set up for a show that I should have liked. Yeah. This had everything that I would be missing after, after Game of Thrones. Like it just doesn't have great acting. It doesn't have great writing, which is definitely a debatable one for Game of Thrones. People either do love the writing that or don't like it. 
And then, but the production value I thought was great. Yeah. Like, I think everything yeah. in the show looks good. Yeah. That's that's how I talk about the Ghost in the Shell movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very comparable. It's very comparable. Ugh. It's just, it, it just falls flat on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to do a mystery box show, which is, you know, which would have been who you know like who's who's the creator of the dark asher you know why are they going after philo they just went about it the wrong way like they they didn't drop the right clues and then the clues they do drop are just too broad yeah you know what that's what they lost because they were really showing this the trailers and stuff are really like it's a mystery show it's a mystery show but Mm -hmm. with the end of the season i don't see how it can maintain that at all Mm -mm. it's no longer a mystery but that's how it was build build yeah Steven well, there's still the coming of the the great dark one or whatever it was that they were hinting at. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the hidden god, the great dark one, the could, big evil that's coming. That could be associated with this uh, fanatical group of pucks. So True. Steven, last chance? <laughs> I'm not going to try. Okay. <laughs> well, we love you anyways. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so... If you have a differing opinion on Carnival Row and you want to talk to me about it on Twitter, you can find me. I'm at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. You can also find John on Twitter at... I am at Magic Bollocks. Don't send me dick pics. I think that means him dick pics. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Google them. Send them. (laughs) Uh, Jessica can also be found on Twitter. At JM Bailey Writes. And Steven, where can you be found? You can find me across all social media platforms as either Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman. Peppermint Gentleman. Elizabeth does not have a Twitter. So you can find me on all the Geek Elite pages. That's right. You can go to uh, at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, or Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media on our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time... When we figure out what we're going to be watching next, because we don't know yet. We don't? Oh, <laughs> I, I already don't. have it recording. Do you? I thought we were watching Watchmen. Okay. We, we'll, uh, that's, <laughs> we were going to do Watchmen, but uh-huh. we're also going to do The Mandalorian. So which one is going to happen? Because they happen around the same time. Watchmen's this week. Tomorrow. I think the, I think the answer is clear. We watch both. We watch both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. Yeah. Okay, well, we might I be do. doing both, folks. Hey, you do that on the Televice Heroic, so That's why not? That's true, we do, yeah. we do several things. We might end up getting rid of Geek News then. If we might have to. Hey, we could have a whole separate Geek News. We already spent an hour already talking about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. So, until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to... Geek, geek out. out! This concludes our broadcast. Peace!